All right, this is the Moonlight Sun, Mike Skyros, and you're checking out the Three Count Podcast. Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you out that mountain called wrestling. And by now, after season four, our 300 and something episode, I would just hope you say with me, I am your Sherpa, because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, it's not about me, because you have to find someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently. You can, like I said, it's never about me, it's about who's entering. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this person at ICWPG. You can find this person at Tesla Strength, HTW, ESW. You can find this person at Excite, Grind, Chaotic, Smashmaster, SSW. He is cooler than you. He is better than you. He is the silver bullet, the shining wizard, the midnight sun himself, Mike Skyros. Hey, I appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, when I hear it laid out like that, you know, I've been pretty busy lately, which is a good problem to have. <laughs> I feel like that's always like the best thing. Like whenever you're like, damn, man, I need to like take a break. Cause like sometimes I feel like, you know, I feel like, especially with someone like you, your schedule is like always filled. And then I look back at your like, yeah your rest your wrestling stuff and i'm like wow i was like i but i just saw him like two weeks ago and he's already got six more matches underneath i'm like man, my man is busy yeah, like, it, it was a priority because there was a point where i want to say 2016 or 17 where i sat down and i had been fortunate to go to a few places i was still maybe two three years in and i was like i really want to be a busy professional wrestler because even if i'm not getting the like the higher tier bookings are like the companies that are getting the big attendance at all the coverage and everything. If I'm busy, I'm running into a lot of people and I'm getting my name out there. And that's the thing I could do the most for me right now. So I set out and I messaged a million people. I went to a million shows and it took a couple of years, but it paid off. And now I'm seeing the, the fruits of that labor probably the last two, three years. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I started like I, I'm, I'm now getting into my fourth year right it's in january mm -hmm. and it's like i'm still learning the ropes and but i do understand like the 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 benefits like sweat equity right so like going in showing face talking to people introducing yourself being available you know and it, it i've started to notice that like when i was down in the mid-atlantic i was like getting a lot more bookings and now like i'm up here in the northeast and it's like okay well now you have to rebuild everything that you yeah. kind of you kind of been working at but the the best part about it is that like I'm not building out of like, and I, I've said this a few times. I'm not building out of like, like newness. I guess that would be like not the right word, but yeah. but I'm building out of experience. Right, I'm not building out of scratch. Yeah, but I'm yeah. building out of like experience. And so it's like, all right, cool. Uh, I've been able to network with a bunch of people, and thanks to this podcast, like reaching out and like talking to people in different areas. Like, I kind of have like some a pretty good networking opportunities with like a lot of different yeah. people. So it's cool to be a part of that. Yeah. That, that's a good way to put it as well because I'm in a position that I'm very fortunate to be in and I'm one of the long tenured guys at my wrestling school. So I have we have guys coming out of the school that in my opinion you can put on a different different places on the card and they can knock it out of the park. But you can be as good as you want, but if no one knows you and knows how good you are or familiar with you, how much does it matter? Because ultimately those are the people that are putting you on cards. So like you said, you have to put in that sweat equity and get people to know you and make people familiar with you because 
most places in one form or another are going to give you a shot and you have to be ready for it. And if someone doesn't give you a shot, that's cool. That's their prerogative. Go find somewhere else that does. Yeah. I think that's important too, is that like, you know, it's something kind of like how we were actually talking about this before, like we like came on the air for this. Uh, But it's like, everybody has like their opinion and there's only one person's opinion. Right. And it's not like you don't have to, you know, if you're not welcome that one place, I mean, let's be real. Like there's a lot of places to work, right? There's a lot of places in in the indie scene in the indie scene right now is like a prominent time for people because like, there's so many companies that are coming out. There's so many companies that are trying out. And then at that, you can get more footage and then show it off to other people and be like, Hey, like, look, this is what I'm able to bring to your show. Or like, you know, I'll be real. I, I'm very basic in my wrestling moves, right? But I have such a big character yeah. that, like, it kind of, like, covers, like, a lot of the stuff that, like, I may be lacking. So I'm like, yo, I can bring this to your show or I can do this or you can do yeah. whatever. But it's all about, like, if you're not welcome that one place, like you said, just there's a, there's a million places to work. It's not like you're stuck at that one. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'm not going to name the company uh, because I think very highly of them. I don't want this to reflect badly on them. But there was a company... I did Ring Crew probably eight straight months. Like, I was there all the time, snowstorms, all kinds of stuff, like doing everything I could to get noticed for nothing. And they just didn't have a spot for me. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm going to go get over somewhere else. And now they don't book me all the time, but they reach out to me now. So it's a thing where I I just think people take it too personally. And especially you look around, we're in the Northeast. The Northeast is crowded with promotions, but it's also crowded with wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to fight through a lot of people to to get your spot. And to your point too, anyone who's out there that's like, oh, you know, I, I don't do the flashiest moves or I'm not one of these like one of the indie guys that's like gonna run around and do a million things, which is cool. And there's a huge section of the audience that wants that. But if you can connect to them in different ways, which is very much possible and sometimes preferred for some of the crowd there is a place for you in my opinion yeah i think i think that's what it is i i see guys like uh like desmond cole right like he just mm-hmm. he has like this charisma where he's able to connect with audiences like anywhere he goes like i see it and you know i know like he had put up like on uh on his x account twitter whatever you guys call it um but he had asked like what was the thing that brought like your attention like to him and that's what i told him i was like yo like you're just this connection with the fans and it's something that like one of my friends who actually you know chaz uh he says that all the time he's like i hate watching you work because he's like you connect with all the fans everywhere you go you just somehow connect with those people and it's like if you have that ability that's always going to get you over regardless of what you can do. Yes. Yeah, some of the most popular wrestlers of all time. You look at Stone Cold Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan, no matter what you feel about either of them personally, they made money, they had a connection, and most of what they did was punch. <laughs> like yeah. they, they didn't have a thousand moves. They had a couple moves each, maybe. And I don't know, like... I could go off on a huge tangent, but like, I don't know. It's the connection with the audience is way more important than all of the like flying around that happens in the ring. Although there is a time and place for that stuff. And it's wicked cool still. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a massive fan of like Ray Mysterio. I love watching Ricochet and mm. Will Ospreay work. Like those are those yes. are great people. But there is something yeah. to be said when you look at someone like The Rock or Austin or Cena, right? Everybody talks about the five moves of doom, right? But you know yeah. they're coming and you still pop whenever you yeah. get to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like you look at a guy like Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay, there are very few of those guys. Like those guys are like the very best of the best. And if you want to get to where they're at or is somewhere in that sphere with that style, you have to be that good. And if you're, and if you, yeah, if you have the ability and the work ethic to get that good, go for it. But not everyone has like the potential to get there. So you have to kind of find your lane. Yeah. And, and, and in this business too, which is so much fun to be a part of, it's like, there's a, there's a lane for everybody. Everybody has it, whether you're, you know, you're a high flyer, like, like a Rick, like a Kenny Omega or even like a Will Ospreay, or you're just a very entertaining person, like an Effie, right. Who's also a solid mm -hmm. worker, but also it's just a lot yeah. of fun to like see him work. Um, and then, you know, you have your guys like Ruckus, right. Legendary, right. Indie hall of fame as well. But Ruckus is one of those guys that like, he could do all the styles. Right. And he's great at everything, yeah. but he also, you know, like you said, he put in all the work to, to get to that point. And I think about those guys who are just like, they're just, are over with the crowd because they just know how to get over. Yeah, I think you said that well. <laughs> so I love having these kind of conversations where we talk about like these kind of things, but I kind of want to more in depth about you. So who is Mike Skyros? Yes. That's a complicated question. Uh, I think about that all the time because we're in front of an audience and people ask me that well, in and out of the ring, like, like, oh, what's your character? What are you about? Like, who are you? And what I keep coming back to is how do you, how does one summarize like a person? Like it, it could be very, if you're someone like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, a pirate or a cowboy or, you know, whatever, something like super like broad strokes like that. And when I started moving into the form that I'm in now, I'll put it that way. It was very Axl Rose. It was very like on the nose, like, uh, very spoiled rock star in a way but over a period of years it just became a very specific shade of me and i it's hard for me to put it into words but i know exactly what it is if you put a camera in front of my face or you put me in a wrestling ring i know exactly how to be that person so honestly can i sit here and tell you like what my character is not really can i go in a ring or can i stand with an interviewer and show you what it is 100% every single time. I think it's what I was saying too, is that like you understanding like who you are is you just end up being like genuine to not just like the character, but it's, it's a piece of you. So you're already yes. genuine to yourself. And I think that's where like audiences connect the most. Cause it, I know a lot of people say like, well, oh, my wrestling character is me cranked to a hundred or an aspect of me cranked to a thousand. And to be fair, like I know for my character, uh, I like to play off the comedy side of things. Cause that's just me. I'm just very, outlandish yeah. for some reason but i cranked that to a thousand and then that's red dog like he's just a lot outgoing yes. goofy dude who understands he's also a mercenary but he's one of those guys that's just gonna be like hey this is me and i'm just like that big goofball who's just gonna kick the shit out of people because you know he invests in dark humor but it's um yeah i i think about that all the time where it's like how do i you know uh how do you how do you continue to build the world up around like set character if you know who you are 
it kind of makes it easy to like build a world. Like you said, like you get in front of an interviewer, you're like, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. So as long as you keep yeah. creating and building that world, it makes it fun. Yeah, exactly. And I've had conversations with peers that I respect tremendously and they'll, they'll be baffled that people, people will say in whatever words, like, oh, Skyros doesn't have a character. And they're like, what do you mean? You have a character. It's, it's this, is this. So you can't please everyone. And I'm sure if someone from WWE was like, oh, what's your character? They wouldn't be satisfied with that answer. And maybe that's something I have to work on. But that's just the way I've framed it. I didn't get into wrestling to be a caricature of a person. I got into wrestling and my goal is to entertain people and to put that on in a way that was palatable and relatable like that. You could look at that and be like, Oh, that's a person that exists in the world. Yeah. And you could tell like the, that energy that you put out, like into the, into the crowd. Right. Because when I see you wrestle, right. And I know you've done like some face work, but when I see you, most of the time I see you, I see you at, at grind, which means that you're typically the heel. And the way that the crowd connects to you and just like booze the shit out of you is like, it's cool to really watch because <laughs> you're just like, yeah. you could tell like you're in the ring and you're like, yo, I'm having the time of my life watching you boo me as I beat the shit out of your favorite wrestler. <laughs> yes. I'll qualify this by saying I am extremely biased because I think the world of pro wrestling grind, I, I say it all the time in promos because it's true. I love pro wrestling grind they have been extremely good for me i think their audience it's interesting because we have a lot of very i'll put it this way indie uh type matches happening on the show where people are working hard and they're flying around the ring and they're doing all sorts of things but the crowd really has connected with that probably eight to 10 group of core wrestlers that are on all the shows and they know what each of them is about. And they, they decided at a certain point, even uh, at points where I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, that they didn't like me. I was some form of evil. So if they want me to be bad, I'm going to be the worst I can be. It is, it is truly like, I just, I remember like uh, your, your last match I watched, uh <laughs> you're just sitting there and like you're just beating the shit out of uh Mikowski and you're just like hey yeah is this your guy is your favorite hero yeah no i'm just gonna stomp yeah. on him and kick the shit out of him yeah. and like the crowd just gave it back to you and i was like this is this yeah. is how you have the time of your life <laughs> yeah well it's it's interesting because if they didn't, on the other side if they didn't care about him either then they wouldn't care. They'd be like, okay, like stop him out. What do we care for? He's he's in terms of making someone making your opponent a superhero, making your opponent seem like someone that's easy to root for, it's not hard with him. You just you just show him the real dude. Um I think the world of him and I'm very pleased that I got to be in the ring with him. But yeah, that that audience gets it. That audience is fun. And for a bunch of people that are out there drinking all night, like just getting wild. Like we've had very few problems with any sort of nonsense going on in the crowd. I, there are kids in the crowd and I, I don't think they've ever felt like they couldn't be there, that they weren't welcome yeah. for anyone. And I like having that 
that parody in the crowd because the the kids and the families a lot of the time are making the loudest noise and the drunks too but it's yeah. good to have that flow in the crowd i remember like sitting out in the crowd so like i've i've worked two aspects of of grind the last couple of shows i've been at right so one of them like i was behind and i was just kind of listening in on the crowd and just seeing how they responded but it was when um i got to sit out in the crowd in the first show that i was a part of and it really got to see like how quickly the crowd like attaches themselves to somebody right so i think uh main event had worked uh culture inc right and uh that was to, a really good match it was watching um, that yeah and the crowd really like was they're obviously attached to main event but it wasn't yes. like it wasn't like culture inc didn't win that crowd over either and obviously like they're great too, they're two great tag teams but it was just a yes. you could see the confliction in the crowd because they want to they want to cheer for culture inc but they also want to boo them and it was like that's just a testament yes. to the crowd like hey man we, yes. we really don't know what to do with these guys but we have to cheer because that guy did a moonsault and that shit was the highest moonsault I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And to that point, like I said before, I think the locker room also feels this way, but these are our guys. So you look around and no shade on them because these guys have done a lot of work to make themselves popular and make themselves a commodity to get booked at all those places. But how many cards do you see in the Northeast and New England specifically that it's all, you know, wrestling open or beyond guys? It's a lot. Those guys are on a lot of cards. And when you get that way, a lot of it feels samey. And while those guys will show up on our events, our core guys, in my opinion, are people that they're very pro wrestling grind guys. Like in my opinion, they're associated with that brand. You don't see them like, I'll use myself as an example. I'm not featured on Beyond. I'm not featured on Limitless. I'm not featured on Chaotic. Have I been in some of those circles? I've been featured on some of those cards. Yes. But when I think people look at me and the way I want them to look at me is as a pro wrestling grind guy first. And yeah. I'm very happy to be that guy. Yeah, and it is it is something because like I do talk to some people too, and they they do mention that that there's a lot of people that they consider uh grind guys right uh o'shea yes. being one of those guys too it's like he's yes. considered a, a, a grind guy and then rip right and perry and tell me yes. right those are all considered grind people versus like yeah i've seen that person wrestle at the wrestling open or i've seen that person at beyond or i've seen that person yes. at limitless so you definitely it's definitely cool that that's you can you can talk to the crowd and they know them based off of oh i saw them here like even though i saw andy right at uh wrestling open the yes. next night I saw Matt grind and the crowd was like, that's our guy, you know, and that's yes. what they, they were cheering that through. So it is cool to see that, that label get put on certain people. And I'm like, bro, like that's, yes, that's where I want to be in a couple of years is, is attached. to yeah. That. yeah. And in my opinion, you just, you just have to find who's willing to invest with you and who's willing to reward your efforts. And the fact that pro wrestling grind is, being run by people who have been involved in the wrestling industry for a long time, I think helps a, a ton because they see who's putting in effort. They not that the guys who are getting clout and getting press are bad because they're not, obviously they've made a name for themselves, but they, they were able to take who's really invested in grind or who the crowd really responds to. And they've run with them. And that's why 
guys like Andy, guys like A-Game, Ryan Mooney, the people you named as well, they're huge stars at Pro Wrestling Grind. They're, they're their guys. They're that crowd's guys. And I think that's a huge difference between, you know, just someone who has money that's a fan that made a promotion as someone who's been in the wrestling business in some form or fashion. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so I like asking this question too, because this is like a lot of fun for me. Uh, we all have yeah. these, you've been in for like, you've been in now almost what, nine, 10 years now? Uh, Coming up on 10, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you have one of these, but what's the worst bump you've taken? Ooh, um, the worst bump I ever took, it's hard for me to narrow it down to just one, but I took, uh, I was wrestling and it wasn't his fault. He, he saved my ass on this because I probably would have landed straight on my dome if not for him. But there were a couple times I wrestled um, one of my trainers, Isis effects, and he did a move, which was a Falcon arrow off the top rope. Mm. And I'm, if you ever watch one of my matches, I'm not a top rope guy. It's not my thing. <laughs> uh, and I, it just knocks the wind out of you. He, I, I, there were times where he would land me perfectly flat and it just, it just kills me. I've been very fortunate. I haven't had a ton of crazy ones. I've had like, you know, freak accidents and stuff and that stuff happens. Um, like the only one I really got hurt, hurt on a bump and I'm not going to name the dude because I don't want to cast any negative light on his name. It was just an accident. But, um, earlier this year in, uh, Ontario, Canada, I took a fallaway slam, very basic move that I've been hit with a thousand times. And I landed directly on my shoulder, separated my shoulder. Pain-wise, that was the worst in terms of just it being an injury. But the top rope falcon arrow would always knock the wind out of me. I'm sure it would today if it happened as well. It's one of those. So, And I think the funny thing is, is I don't know if like a lot of people like truly understand like the the pain that comes off of doing stuff like off the top ropes and just like hitting like mm -hmm. a flat back right because i know my my worst bump and i'm I'll, i've talked about this a couple times and I'll, I'll share it with you too uh i jumped off the top rope mind you uh when i was training right um in in maryland uh we trained outside and it's february and it's my second second month ever pro wrestling training which mind yes. you starting at 35 right pain's gonna hit you different i decided i was like yeah. yo i want to do a carrot as i was like giant senton in february <laughs> on a cold ring i don't know why but man as soon as i hit i was like <gasps> my trainer was like did you learn something it's like yeah never do that again <laughs> yeah yeah you so, had the, you had the outdoor ring with the cold wind with the the new like i'm not used to bumps yet spine and lungs and oh you made a cocktail pain that day yeah that's that ain't it yeah no, no. but the funny thing is, is like now like i find myself like wanting to do like big like not not big bumps right but like you know i love taking choke sand bumps right like big dojo bumps because those are fun to me i don't know why it's just kind of like a sickness i guess yeah. but it's it is it's like one of those you know throw me up in the air and i will i will hit flat on my back and it's I'll be okay. I may not sound like yeah. it because I try to sell like I, I died, but yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, especially you know, you've seen that pro wrestling grind ring. Like I've, I've fallen or tried to dive off the top rope and I've missed and hit that mat. And 
it is it does not have much give to it at all. Um, so that's that's a super serious fall <laughs> off the top rope in that wrestling grind ring. So like, there have been a couple times I've been gasping for air for sure. So I feel you on that. <laughs> Yo, uh, being that you've been in for almost ten years now, just a, the 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 one other question that I really do. This is like one of my other favorite questions to ask. Is uh, what what's the hardest lesson you've had to learn being in the business? The hardest lesson. I had to learn was that's that's a good question i would say not that i ever had a i don't think i ever had an attitude problem like looking back objectively i was never cocky or entitled but i've really been adamant on practicing even more humility because you'll hear chris hero say this a lot and i completely agree wrestling owes you nothing wrestling didn't knock on my front door and say you need to go out and drive to all these shows and do these matches. No, I chose pro wrestling because I love it. We choose pro wrestling because we love it. And it's on us to treat it with respect and to not act like, not act like it owes us anything. Like, and what does that mean? If, if a promoter is asking you to do something, if it's within reason, if it's not, you know, some, some bigoted BS or like, uh, something that completely, you know, goes against like moral code, do it. It's their show. It's their prerogative to do it. It is also your prerogative as a talent to say, no, I'm not going to do that respectfully and dip. Um, but at the end of the day, it is, it is a business. So the person with the money that is paying us ultimately calls the shots. And if we don't like it, it is, it is not our job to rewrite the show. And, I will always present my ideas, but I've I've learned to humble myself and make the best out of those type of situations and not be as entitled. That makes sense. No, hundred percent makes sense. But it is also it is also fine. Like and I, I, I don't know, it's some promoters like get upset when you do this, but it's also okay to ask the question like, what do you want to do with me? Yes. Yes. Because at the end of the day, then it's it's you and them trying to work together as a collaboration to like figure out what road you want to do. Like, I know, uh, you know, there's been a couple couple shows where I got booked and like I was gonna lose, and I was like, whatever. Like, what do you want the story to be? And they're like, well, we're not really quite sure yet, so we're just gonna kind of like book you in a couple matches and we'll figure it out. I'm like, cool, whatever. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you want to do something with me? Cool, let's figure it out and then we'll put it together. So I just. It's one of those things where it's like, don't be rude. And then one thing too is like, expect to cut a promo because you know people want to promote their shows, yeah. and you should be willing to be able to be like, all right, let me take 10, 15 minutes, cut a little promo, and then put it together, and then send it out because it doesn't take that yeah. much effort to do. No, it doesn't. That drives me insane too. And I get on there are guys at the school that I get on too because it is the easiest way to get people familiar with you because a lot of us aren't don't have the uh, the privilege of getting a live microphone in front of the crowd, which is my favorite because I just like to just, just riff and see where it goes. But if you get people to connect with you in terms of your speaking and your promo, I think that is the most straightforward way. There are so many people that talk to me and they're like, like oh i liked i not even the necessarily because of what it was that you said but the fact that you are out here 
talking and promoting the show i thought was cool like fans will say that like they like they like seeing the wrestlers like talk trash and hype people up for a show because a lot of people just aren't doing it and we have so many weird fun interesting personalities in wrestling that i don't think take full advantage of that i'm like dude in the locker room you're you're cracking everyone up or like you're holding court with everyone why isn't this in front of the camera you know Oh, yeah. And it's one of those things where I had to get comfortable with, like, learning how to cut promos. So, yeah. like, you know, and it, it is it is very scary to sit in front of a camera and, like, try to, like, figure out what you're going to say. And so, for me, like, practice-wise, learning how to cut a promo, like, I have a podcast. So, like, I started a podcast so I get comfortable in front yeah. of a camera, but then also talking to people. And then, like, as I started to understand, like, who, who my quote-unquote character is, right, I, like, decided I was, like, yo, I want him to be funny. And so, like, I started, like, thinking of all the random ideas that I always wanted to see wrestlers do, right? So, like, for instance, I did a whole entire promo where I was pretending to be Steve from Blue's Clues, and I did a whole promo about Blue's Clues. Yeah. And it was so much fun. And it's like, if you if you can't enjoy, like, what you're doing as far as, like, talking about yourself, which you should always do as a wrestler, um, yeah. then what are you – why why what are you doing? Like, you just want to be like, right. I'm the best wrestler out there. Cool. Talk to me about it. Tell me why you're yeah. the best wrestler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they're, like we said before, it all loops back. There's only room for so many I'm the best wrestler guys. And if you're not the best of those guys, they're just going to look at the other people. Yeah. It's, it is it's so true. Uh, so, again, we're going to touch on it, right? Almost 10 years, a lot of traveling. I know you've been all the way from, you know, from Maine down to, to Pennsylvania and further. Uh, but I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Ooh. Do I? It's very simple, and I would just say introduce yourself to everybody. It's it get there have been so many times, and that I've I've met people that I thought I would hate or were stand out fish or whatever, and I had a five minute conversation with them, or I had a chance conversation that took forty five seconds in the locker room, and I'm like, oh, I love this person. Uh, I would also say, just in general smell nice just just deodorize wash your gear it doesn't have to be anything extravagant but like when i'm when i'm wrestling someone that smells nice or has like put on lotion put on aftershave whatever like if they're in the locker room like it's much appreciated because unfortunately 9.99995 out of 10 it smells like a gym locker room if you know you know in terms of don'ts i'll just say don't in the locker room don't assume and when i say that i've seen so many problems develop out of a lack of communication i think most people are human if you have a locker room issue with someone or you have a disagreement with someone sit down talk about it don't go to the internet because that's when i just don't think anything good comes out of that so i would say smell nice do don't don't keep things to yourself and put it on the internet communicate with people and let's let's not have our locker room problems and our bs go out in the public because i think it casts a bad light on all of us yeah no i like that a lot i like that a lot. i'm gonna share i'll share a story sorry for everybody who knows like when we do post wrap-ups like i'll share a story with you and uh 
yeah, you'll crack up about it because it's it's yeah. pretty good, especially about something like this how we talked about it. Uh, yeah. All right, listen, like so, those are my my heavy part of the question, but I want to take it into the best part of this podcast, which is the three count podcast, ten count questions. And Mr. Sky roast this how it works. I'm gonna fire off ten questions at you rapid fast. Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Deal. Bet. So I'm gonna put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. And in the words of my favorite commentator, Mike Goldberg, here we go. SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown. Favorite cartoon? SpongeBob. Let's go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite movie? Favorite movie, The Departed. Okay. Um, Yeah, good movie. Uh, Jedi or Sith? Jedi. Favorite actor? Favorite actor, Clint Eastwood. Let's go. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? I've always been an Xbox guy, but right now it's PS5. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Favorite podcast? Favorite podcast? They don't do it anymore, but it's the New Day podcast. I love the New Day podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, so <laughs> I just did a promo uh, for Kaiju Pro Wrestling. And uh, yes. I was like, I, I got told like, hey, you're going to be in a ring with uh, a couple people and you're going to be in the British Bulldog Slam or British Bulldog Contest, right? So in there, I was like, I'm in the ring with two media men. You're about to be joined with a third one. It's going to be big <laughs> media men slapping meat. <laughs> and then oh, I put Big uh, E in the clip. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Kaiju Pro Wrestling, Sunday, November 19th, Bristol, Connecticut. I will be there wrestling for the heavyweight title. So come check them out. I will be there, uh, you know, in a British Bulldog body slam contest. <laughs> Power slam oh, yeah. contest. It's going to be lit. Uh, I'll see you there. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Corey Jackson. And I'm with it. And then last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Fuck. That's that. I mean, like, is there really the best any one? Word? Is the, the best is one the best? <laughs> yeah. But well, those are all my hard hitting questions. So the last thing I need from you is let all the listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Yeah, this is the Moonlight Sun, Mike Skyros. You can find me on all social medias at Mike Skyros. That is at symbol M I K E S K Y R O S. That is Facebook X because it used to be Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, find me on all of them. Message me, hit me up. As long as you're cool and respectful, I will talk to you. There you go. So he gave you his handles. He told you where you could find them. And, you know, whenever you guys see this, actually, I think this episode will be out after Kaiju, but we're definitely with a clip up of us being at Kaiju. So anyway. Yeah. After all, after all that, he told you where you could find him. And you guys know what that means. Like every great part of this wrestling match. We got to take this home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's into the ring? You see him right there. Yep. The Midnight Sun himself, Mike Skyros, and you guys know what that means. Tune in to the next episode and be there or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify, you're listening to us on Amazon Music because we're there too. Or you're even listening to us on iHeartRadio. 
know, whatever that little jingle thing is that they do. You're sharing this with your friends. You're telling your family about us. You're telling your pets about us. You're even telling your enemies about us because, hey, we love haters too. So you're doing all that stuff, buying all of our merch, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kauai. What's going on? It is Clipper Red Dog, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And what we need from you guys is to kind of show us some support, right? We want you guys to go to our YouTube channel at the Three Count Podcast, go on to our Twitch channel, Three Count Pod, or even our Facebook page, Three Count Podcast, and just give us a like, follow, subscribe, even give us a comment, right? Do all that cool stuff. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, right? Or you can even come talk to us and just chat us up, right? Find us on Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Find us on IG and on TikTok at Three Count Pod. Go ahead and leave us those comments. We want to hear from all of you guys. We're going to keep putting on videos and stuff like that. We want to keep making this content better. So we want your guys' support. Also, if you guys want to, go support us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count podcast or even find us on ForYourWear.com. Give us the support. Show us your guys' love because we want to give it right back to y'all. So in the meantime, between time, love y'all.